Hello and welcome to Friday's episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You with me, La La La, Let Me Explain. And it's Friday, so it is the time when my Instagram comes alive in your ears. So today we're going to be doing your ix, uh, is this a red flag, and Friday Night Reminders. So let's get straight into it. Okay, I'm literally doing this live. So I've done an ick story thread on my Instagram today. And I haven't even looked at these. I'm just going to open them up and and we can hear them together for the first time. So number one, when he was unwell, he said, I'm feeling a bit Lord Coldymort. Lord Coldymort. I mean, that, does that mean Lord Voldemort? I've, I've never really watched Harry Potter. Actually, is Voldemort even from Harry Potter? Or Star Wars. I don't know. I'm quite inexperienced in Harry Potter shit. I was slightly too old when it got released. But feeling a bit Lord Coldymort is one of the ickiest things I think I've ever heard in my whole life. It, it should be illegal to use things like that in sentences. Lord Coldymort is just... Uh, 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 uh. And I don't know why. It's just... Why do you need... Why don't you just have got cold? I remember an ick that somebody sent once before. And for some reason, it reminds me of this, even though it's totally different. She said that she he'd taken her earpods out of the um, earpod case and he looked at hers and went, oh, these are so clean. I must be such a waxy boy. And there is something about the way that people say these things of like feeling a little bit coldy mord. I'm a little waxy boy. That's just like, mm, ick. How do I explain it? Is it unfair? I, th- I would apply this to women as well, by the way. I'm not being sexist here. A woman saying Lord Coldymort would also be, in my books, a criminal offence. The next one says, when he sent me a video of him wobbling a panna cotta that he made, I really like a man who is going to make panna cotta. Panna cotta is one of my favourite desserts, actually. And I, d- I can't relate to this ick at all. I feel like maybe you're dating more higher class than men than me, but I feel like half the men that I dated wouldn't even know what a fucking panna cotta was, let alone know how to make one. And I think that this quite involves quite a lot of like technical skill. You need like gelatin and cream and stuff. So I'd be proud of that wobble. I actually think you've given me the ick getting the ick about his wobbling panna cotta because I'm really proud of him and I want a man who can make a panna cotta and show off about its wobbliness. The next one says, he couldn't figure out how to close the blinds and he was fully naked and panicking. I can't. Oh, again, I can like really imagine like this scenario happening. You're lying in bed, maybe post-sex or pre-sex or whatever, and everything's going really well. And then he's like, oh, I better shut the blinds, keep the people out. And then he's right up at the window, possibly with like jiggling testicles, trying to figure out how to work this blind while you're just there staring at his naked bum, looking all vulnerable, unable to fix these fucking blinds. Like I I really get it. But this is why the ick makes me feel really sad because I feel like I've probably been in situations like that before. I've probably had to go and fix something while I'm butt naked. And I'd be so upset if my person was lying in the bed like... Jesus Christ, look at her trying to fix something while she's naked. What a disgusting human. 
But of course, we can't help the ick. This is the thing that I really want everyone to remember when you're listening to the ick stories is that even though when you're listening to them, you're probably thinking, this is awful. Like, of course, you have to close the blinds or whatever. It's not about judging people for doing those things. It's this irrational feeling that overtakes you and you can't do anything about it, even if the person hasn't really done anything that bad. I got the ick because he invited 20 people to a housewarming party and only five showed up. Four plus me. You know, I can see how that it can happen because you can feel like, wow, do he's like prepared the whole place, maybe even laid out a buffet of like sausage rolls and crisps ready for these people to come to his housewarming and only four have come. And that's really like, again, this is another one where I'm like, you can't judge someone on the fact that 15 of his friends are really selfish bastards who don't care about the fact that he's moved house. You can't, in fact, that would probably endear me to someone more. I'd think, you know what, you 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 have not got good people around you. I am going to be the one who swoops in and makes your life better. You, I'll invite my friends to your next housewarming if it makes you feel better. But I also, I totally get this ick because it makes him look like unwanted. And then, then maybe that makes you feel like I don't want him. I don't know, but that's, that's really sad. And I can just imagine you all, five of you sitting around with paper cups trying to make him feel better. And I hope you did make him feel better on that night because little did he know that however long later, you'd be completely fucking repulsed by him as well. Maybe the 15 people who didn't turn up all got the ick for him midweek. Who knows? Sad, sad situation. I feel really sorry for him. And let him know, I'll come to his next party. I am always up for a party, so send me an invite. I'll make it bang. Oh, this is, this is, I get that. This is Nick I support. She says, my ex said, goodness gracious me, during me giving him a blowjob on more than one occasion. Goodness gracious me is definitely not a sexual statement. It's not, can you say that in a horny way, actually? Goodness gracious me. No, I don't think you can because I think you have, there's no way, is there? It's, it's always going to be, goodness gracious me. Oh, I, I can't even, I don't think I've ever say, said that sentence formally out of my mouth in a in an actual way when I haven't been reading someone's ick. It's not appropriate language to use during a blowjob, is it? Like, and I get why you got the ick for it. It's too posh. It's too formal. It's too like, oh, goodness gracious me. There's no way of making it sound sexy. So totally understand it. Maybe, maybe you should have dealt with that by sitting on his face and then he wouldn't have been able to say anything at all. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. 
Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that is enough of the icks for another week and we are now going to move on to Is This a Red Flag? This is your opportunity to ask me if something that you're experiencing in dating or relationships is a red flag. So the first one says, he has an open profile on Instagram, but he won't follow me on my private account. Is that a red flag? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I guess you're saying that his Insta profile is open, which means that you know that he hasn't, he's not like openly posting other women things like that on there and I would imagine that you've had a good stalk of it most likely if you're anything like me and you're checking for women in comments and stuff but he won't follow you I'd be interested to know whether he won't as in you've had this conversation like let's exchange instas oh how come you're not following me and he's like I don't want to I don't need to I can't like how how has that conversation happened because either so it's not a red flag if he's just not following you because he just doesn't use Insta that much. He's not really, doesn't really care. It just happens that he didn't follow you back. That's not really a red flag. I guess it would be red flaggy or definitely pink flaggy if it's like, no, I don't want to follow you. I'm actively choosing to not follow you despite the fact that we've had a conversation and you've said, hey, why? how come you're not following me back? That would lead me to believe that he definitely is entangled with other people or at least there is somebody who is watching his Instagram follow account to see whether new women get added or not or rather the, who he's following. So it may be a red flag. I would have a conversation with him about it. I'd say, so weird that you don't want to follow me back. And also that I guess there's a red flag in there for him not being that interested. And again, that always very dependent on your views on social media, you know. For me, I'd want a guy to be interested in seeing my pictures and following my life and whatever. But again, if he's somebody who doesn't use Instagram that much, isn't even going to be watching your stories anyway, whether he's following you or not, then it matters less, you know. So it's not very clear cut, this one. All right, Lala, is this a red flag? Telling me he loves me during the second sex session while still inside me. I would say that telling you that he loves you during the second sex session. See, the thing is, I actually know this person who sent this in and I know that it was like second sex session was like second time they'd seen each other. So wouldn't necessarily be a red flag if second sex session happened after you'd already been building a big relationship and really, you know, becoming emotionally invested in each other, then having sex after a little while and him feeling very emotional and like he loves you. That wouldn't be a red flag. But if we're talking about literally you met him on Saturday, you had sex with him on Wednesday and then you had sex with him again on Friday which is pretty much this scenario because I know the person who sent it in 
Um, if it's that kind of scenario, then yeah, it's a red flag. It's 100% a red flag. Now, some people might say, oh, people can lose themselves, you know, with the emotion and the intimacy and the intensity of sex. Sometimes people can come out with things that they don't necessarily mean. But I would say that anybody who is declaring their love for you two sex sessions in, because if I accidentally two sex sessions in was like, oh, I love you. I would 100% fucking rectify that afterwards if it wasn't true. I'd be like, mate, I'm so sorry. I got a bit overwhelmed with the orgasm. And I said, I love you, but like, obviously not true. So that is a possible red flag for love bombing. People declaring their love to you too, too soon, too early, when they really haven't had time to develop love for you is, is potentially a red flag that they're going to try to move this relationship way too fast and love bomb you into submission. Okay, and the final, is this a red flag for this week? It says, he's extremely jealous if I talk to other males. Yes, very much a big red flag. Jealousy is, jealousy in relationships is, is, is a normal thing low-level jealousy. If you listen to my very, very old podcast, not part of this series with The Sex Doctor, she talks about it um, in the sense that jealousy can actually kind of keep you on your toes. It can keep you feeling like, actually, I need to put some effort in. I need to invest into this relationship because there is always a chance that that person could go off. So a tiny little bit of healthy jealousy is okay extreme jealousy about you just talking to other men is a red flag. Jealousy is one of the things that is very textbook in uh, abusive relationships. And the jealousy is used to control you. They will tell you you can't talk to anyone else. They will tell you you can't go out, that you can't wear certain things. And often they'll frame it as it's not you I'm worried about. It's other men. I know what other men are like. And they can get you to a point where they begin to isolate you from existing friendships with male friends. They can get funny about you uh, even talking to colleagues and managers and things like that. Extreme jealousy about you talking to other men will only go one way. It will escalate into further control. It is not a compliment. It doesn't mean he thinks you're so wonderful that all other men are, are going to want you. It's actually born out of his own insecurity. It comes from a place of him feeling awful about himself. But don't feel sorry for him there. People who feel awful about themselves don't all go off using abuse tactics to control their partners. That extreme jealousy is an incredibly bad sign and you need to get out as early as possible. If this is like early dating stages, run for your fucking life. If it's not and it's a bit more complex, I think you need to contact Women's Aid or Refuge. I'll put the numbers in the podcast description and you need to have a chat with a professional about support for leaving because this will only go one way and it's not a good way. Okay, we've come to the end. But before I leave you, I want to give you a Friday night reminder. A Friday night reminder is just something for you to take into the weekend to try to prevent you from hooking up with any shit exes or making fast arrangements with fuckboys or girls or people who might ruin your life. So my Friday night reminder for today is it's okay for your phone to be dry. It is okay to not be talking to anyone. It is absolutely okay to have no romantic connection in your life whatsoever. 
This is for the people who, when you have absolutely nobody who you're talking to, nobody who you can call on, nobody who you're interested in, you start to feel slightly weird. You start to feel like, oh my God, I've got no one. I'm going to end up alone forever. What does this mean about me that I don't have anyone pursuing me at the moment? You need to fucking chill because it doesn't mean anything. It just means that for this little period, you're not connecting with anyone and there isn't anyone around and that's okay. Single is the default. We are supposed to have periods of singleness. They are great. They are times to look after ourselves, to connect more with friends. Yeah, so it's totally okay for your phone to be totally dry and actually enjoy and embrace this period where it's just you. You don't need to impress anyone. You don't need to make any effort for anyone. You just need to love yourself and get on with your own life. So we've come to the end of another Friday. And I'm very excited. On Monday, we've got a whole deep dive into the body count narrative, judging women for how many people they have slept with. I think you're going to enjoy that one. So tune in on Monday to get that episode and have a fabulous fuck person free weekend. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production. <laughs>